What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Five, four, three, two, one. When you look at Kelvin Benjamin, guys, he's 6'5", he's 245 pounds. He's probably a Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end. Woohoo! It's not the Dallas Cowboys, but it's a start. Don't! You love this. And then, whoop, and then, Denver Broncos. Now stay tuned for six hours of exciting football action. Stupid poetic justice. Bears trying to cross midfield. What? That's right. It's uh it's it's the first weekend of March. Adam and I are gonna break down the NFC North this week. So I hope you guys intend to join us for the rest of the show. Sit back, relax, and enjoy, won't you? Hit it. Super Bowl? Oh, absolutely. My favorite team's in it. The Atlanta Falcons. I'm exhausted. Straight off the couch. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. Thank you one and all for joining up and showing up today in the audience. Uh, before we get too far involved, though, let me uh, bring in my broadcast partner, my friend, my partner in crime, Adam, the ever-effervescent ever and affable Adam Weidel. Adam, how's it going, brother? Hey, Terry, it's uh, another week without football, but I'm starting to uh, cope with it a little bit better. Are you? How you about get, you? You, you? You adapting a little? Uh, yeah, the adaption is, uh, is happening, so you have to adapt or you don't survive. Adapt or die. I, uh, I did have a little bit of interesting football stuff. I don't know if people out there have Apple TV+, Plus, but they have a... I'm a big... New England Patriots fan. Don't tune out just because I said that, guys. I know they're like uh, the Darth Vader of uh, the NFL. Yeah, but, but uh, as happened in a lot of the Star Wars movies, Darth Vader's losing. <laughs> the last five years, yeah. So uh, Apple TV Plus has uh, this this uh, docu-series called The Dynasty, which followed the New England Patriots over 20 years. And... Uh, I was quite shocked. The last episode that they had was a whole episode on Aaron Hernandez. Oh, that's uh, that's 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 a something. The it, it's huge because it was a no-no talking point um, for for that franchise for the organization. Yeah, yeah, like players were instructed not to talk about him um, when he was charged. They immediately released him from the team and said nobody talks about him to the media and they show the interviews where it's just like our coaches told us not to say anything so that's what we're going to do and Robert Kraft discusses it and how close he was with Aaron, uh, Hernandez sorry I almost said Aaron Rodgers there yeah no we're going to get to him in a couple of weeks <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah and then uh Belichick Typical, typical Belichick. He's like, uh, yeah, that's in the past. We're not talking about that. We're on to Mac Jones. On to Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you have uh, Apple TV Plus and you like football, 
Uh, you don't even have to be a, a Patriots fan. It's super interesting because of what happened in that whole draft class of 2010. Right. Yeah. That was that was a that was a, an odd draft, if I remember right. Um, it it was a big draft. They got Aaron Hernandez, Rob Gronkowski, and Devin McCourty in that draft. Right. That was right. a that was a big draft for them. That's a that's it was a, massive. That's a big haul until until you know Hernandez decides to kill somebody. And they got them all in like the third, fourth, fifth round. Like it was all it's insane. But that's what Belichick has always done: is found talent in the later rounds. You know. So anyway, if you want to see, if you're into, uh, you know, murderers that played football, <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm sorry. It was just one of those things where I was just like, I can't believe they're talking about it because in every other series that followed either Tom Brady or the Patriots, Aaron Hernandez, they would show him catching the ball, but they'd never say his name. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can't you can't acknowledge it because if you do, you give you give weight and and credence to what occurred, and that's just the organization doesn't do that. You know, the Patriots even went to the distance of not allowing the number eighty one jersey to in be, their stadium to be to be displayed. Wow! Um, so in Patriots Place, they had a trade your eighty one today for any other active team jersey, so you could take in your chili stained Aaron Hernandez jersey and get a fresh brand new tagged Tom Brady Rob Gronkowski jersey whatever with tags just because they didn't want them in the stadium period they separated themselves so far from that did you see the um NFLPA this week came out with their player report cards yeah so I really I really don't understand the player report cards so they they uh. named it 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 what what it is is they give the players a chance they give them a survey and it's kind of you know a, the same survey for all two thousand players however many there are, and they rank the team on the way they treat their families, the yeah. food the food the cafeteria situation, the nutrition dietitian stuff you know how well they work with the guys to to, to you know keep their bodies in shape, the condition right. of the locker room the condition of the training room and the training staff. And the weight room. They rate the weight room. Did you see how bad Kansas City's score was? Did you see how bad Patriots' score was? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Um, let me see if I can find like, the Patriots. Treatment During, of families, F minus. F minus. F yeah. minus. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. They got an F on the weight room. You know, everything else was B's and C's, but the weight they room a, was. They, they got a D plus on the owner. Well, that's, yeah, that, I'm sure there's a lot of that simply because, you know, millionaires and billionaires fighting over money. The commanders got pretty much everything in F, with the exception of the way they treat their family in the weight room. Um, the Eagles were the best. I'm looking at it and, and it's really hard to tell because they're, they're, they're not, they don't. It sounds like. It sounds like disgruntled players. That's Carolina it. Carolina had a really good score for everything. Everything was was B's and C pluses and A's. Uh, the Bears were, were pretty good. They were all C, C pluses, A's and B's. You know, the Bengals, the Bengals had three F's, a D plus, a B and a B. The, the Browns, C pluses and D pluses. You know, Dallas. Dallas came across pretty well. The only thing they got a, a, a low score on was the training staff. They got a, they got a D plus on the training staff, but it's it's just basically a way for the players' association 
to give feedback to the teams. This is what we need you to work on. You know. Yeah, this is what you could do better. Yeah. I mean, if you want if you want to pass into grade six next year. But you I gotta, you got to up those up those scores. I, I was surprised. I was surprised grades. at Kansas City scores. I really was. The only thing that really got a good score was Andy Andy Reid. Everything else was really really poor. Um. So. I mean, that's. I can understand a lot of it, because okay, look at Carolina. They scored the best. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They um, only won what three games. Did you see the the Raiders have a really good score? But they should. That's a brand new stadium. Conversely, though, the Chargers and the Rams had really bad scores in their new stadium. Ugh. Uh, so it's it's player it's disgruntled players, I guess. Actually, for the most no. Part. The team that had the best, Miami Dolphins, got all A's. Well, they're they're pretty happy. They're pretty jazzed, man. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you're playing in Miami. So, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, there's no bad days when the sun's yeah. shining. The Vikings got a pretty good score. The Vikings got mostly A's with a couple of B's. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it just, where, where does your team want to spend money is the way I read this. And, uh, you know, that they, some teams just didn't want to spend money. Remember the scene in Moneyball where, where David Justice is like, wait, I got I to gotta pay for my own pop? There are yes. there are a couple of teams that make, and I think Arizona was one of them, that make their players pay for lunch, and the players are like, "Well, wait a minute, I I got to pay for my own lunch." Yeah, I, I mean that's almost petty. Well, and 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 I, I I can hear the conversations being had. Well, they're all millionaires. Well, no, they're not. A lot of these rookies aren't millionaires. And as soon as they got that contract, relatives started coming out of the woodworks going, hey, can I get 100000 You know, most of those, those first and second year players are struggling to get by. They're not, they're not instant millionaires very often. And the IRS wants their chunk of that oh, too, yeah. right? Yeah. So they're they're not getting they're not getting, you know, millions of dollars. They're getting a portion of that. Yeah. Um uh, rub, agent fees, you name it, right? Rush Rush Limbaugh once said you you'll see a lot more liberals become conservative when they play their first down in the NFL. There you go. <laughs> Cuz it, it's just like you said, the IRS gets their chunk and everybody gets theirs and so Yeah, you got you got agents, you've got Right, right. I know. And then they spend ridiculous amounts of money on things like their houses and cars. And they got to have the flash. Yeah, they got to have the flash. Yeah. It's, it's very few people that are like, they're like, um, what's his name? Um, the, the quarterback. I forgot his name. But he, he pulls up in the van he's owned since high school. <laughs> you know, um, I forgot his name. I think he played. Um, I think he played for uh, the. He was one of like the backups for the Rams or the the Chargers. But yeah, he's he's driving around the panel van he bought in high school. Mitch Trubisky famously was known to pull up at the Bears facility driving his Toyota Corolla he got as a senior. You know. Yeah, well, they they had to recall uh, 1986 Toyota uh, Corollas because uh, it's about time somebody else bought a new car. <laughs> Fucking things run forever, man. You can't beat a good hoopty, brother. <laughs> Jeez, like the bodies fall off, and you're you're just driving a Flintstone mobile. Motor's still running, <laughs> mil, million miles. So today we're going to talk about the NFC North. Okay, so we did this with the uh, AFC North last week. We need to talk about their needs uh, as a team. Uh, are, are they in a rebuild stage still, or going into 
Uh, do they have a chance at making a playoff run? And then the biggest question, could they be Super Bowl bound? Now, one mistake that we made last week, we talked about the increase in the salary cap uh, up to $255 million. But for our friends that don't understand the salary cap, which actually can be quite confusing. Yeah, it's not simple. It's not like it's a simple formula, no. We, we didn't explain it. So I just kind of want to go over quickly what the salary cap is and how it changes the dynamic of a team's decisions. So the cap in the NFL limits how much a team or each team can pay players on its roster in any given season. So this year it went up a bit, $255 million. So for this season, they're allowed to spend that much money on all their players total. That's practice, now, that's practice squad, that's people that are on the roster that don't start, that's everybody. That's everybody, and that includes staff, too. Right. Like, training staff, you name it. And right. You don't see those numbers, but the you know there's somebody in the head office that has to adjust the, the cap space. And what will happen is if a team is looking to go over their cap, they the head office may talk to some of their players on bigger contracts to restructure them over a longer period of time. Right, kick the can down the road, yeah. Yeah, or to have incentive bonuses or something like that, which doesn't affect the cap. There's a lot of different things. In order to increase cap space to make it easier to attain newer players in free agency or trades and so on and so forth. So I've analyzed the cap space for all our teams this week that we're talking about. Oh, I should also talk about dead cap. So it's dead cap is something that affects the team's salary cap as well. Right. I know this is super confusing for a lot of people because they're like, what's dead cap? So dead money is basically a salary cap charge for players who are no longer on the team's roster. So for, for example, when they trade a player between teams, sometimes the original team will pick up part of that salary in the trade, and that is dead cap space. Yes. So um, Team A trades a player to Team B. Team B trades two players back. But Team A's player was such a superstar stud that he had a very expensive salary. Team B decides, okay, we'll go with this trade, but you're picking up a quarter of his salary so we'll say the salary is a million dollars for five years. So that is a million dollars in dead cap space per year for that for player. five years. For that player. For that player. Right. So it goes against their salary cap. Right, right. Well, and, and that also can be affected if, 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 a, if a player decides, he signs a five-year contract three years in, he retires or he gets injured, that dead cap space is affected by that as well. Yeah, and that, I mean, it's big on guaranteed contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if a, if a player has a has a guaranteed contract for five years and gets, you know, basically can never play again because of an injury in year one. Right, you're, you're, you're stuck. The team's, the team's on the hook for five years, whatever that contract is. And that's why you'll see teams like, like the Bears did a couple of years ago, where they just, they start trading players and cutting players and, and you know, they, they field basically a, t- a roster of, of guys that would never make third string at an organization like Kansas City. But, and you have to play that way for a year or two 
to clear off all that dead cap space so you can start from scratch and start building a roster, which is what the Bears have been doing the last couple of years. And a, a so lot of way, teams do that on a regular basis. Carolina is doing it now. So the way I've structured this week, how we're going to talk about these teams is based on cap. So uh, first, first team in the league in, in this division that we're going to talk about, and I know you're going to be very happy about this, Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. They are third in salary cap, which is great. You want to be higher in the salary cap. That means you have more money to play with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They have uh, $78.6 million in salary cap space to play with, and they have a dead cap space of $10 million. So $10 million has come off that 78, so it should be 88, right. but it's right. 78. And they are third in the league. There's only two teams above them that have more cap space. And, and that's going to allow... The Bears to, to the, what what they're going to draft. I I I think Justin Fields is gone at this point in time. As much as I'd like to see them keep him for another year and 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 draft a quarterback, that's what I would love to see happen. Keep JF one and draft a quarterback and let the new guy sit for a year while Justin plays out his rookie deal because that's money you've already spent that money. Or, or, you know. Justin doesn't do so hot, so they rotate in the new hot rookie. Right, right. Uh, in a game to see what he's made of, give him some reps. Right, right, right. right. Get him. Um, but there's there's a huge there's, there's a huge change from the college game to the pro game. Just the difference in schedule lengths. You go from twelve games to seventeen. That can take a wear and tear on your body. You saw a lot of first year guys in week 13, 14, 15 starting to run down because they're just not used to that 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 grind. Um, you got stuff like that, and then you got the whole family coming out of the woodwork. Oh, you're in the NFL now, you know. You're you're my buddy, and then your old friends are coming out of the woodwork. People you haven't talked to in five and six years, and yeah, you know. And all of a sudden, you need to spend money on fifty tickets to get everybody into the stadium. Right, right. So I, I'm 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 a big believer, and I hate to I hate to give them credit, but that's one of the things I appreciate about the Packers. They did it when Brett Favre was started. They brought in Aaron Rodgers and let him sit for two or three years, and just get used to all the ancillary shit that goes on being a football player in the NFL. And they did the same yes. thing with they did the same thing with Jordan Love, their current starter. Let him sit for 2 or 3 years. Let him get used to it. Let him get used to the to the schedule and the practice routines and 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 all the like I said the, the buying a house, buying a car, taking care of family. You get all that squared away and then when you hit the field, you're not worried about your mortgage. So I think there's two teams in this division that have QB issues. The Bears being one of them, and it's more of a media issue than it actually is a actual QB issue, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. And I'm not a fan of all the speculation. You know, are they going to trade them? Are they going to draft? You know what? I'll wait and see see what happens with the draft because uh, all that, that, that draft speculation drives me completely insane. I don't feel like he played horribly last year. I, don't I do think so feel that they do need to go after some offensive weapons in uh-huh. the draft. Let's, I, would like to, I would like to see him, with that number one overall, Ryan Poles, their general manager, one thing he could do is trade that first round draft pick to another team that wants the first pick overall, and you're, you're going to get this year's first rounder out of them. So let's just say the team right behind the Washington Commanders. So you trade with Washington so they can get the number one draft pick. So you get Washington's number one for this year, and you get like this year's number two and next year's number two and maybe the third year number three. And then you're at number two. There's going to be a lot of teams that want that second one as well. If Ryan Poles plays this right, he can probably trade that number one overall two or three times and pick up 
a lot of extra draft picks in the second and third round if he's careful and does it the right way. And then you get like Marvin Harrison Jr., who I happen to think is a fantastic wide receiver. Me too. But you and know. then you got my team, which is not in this division, but Patriots picking at three. I'm kind of hoping that they're he's still on the you know, on the board the at three. There. Yeah. Yeah, on the board at three, and they can grab him. Now, who knows? We're and, not. Uh, we're not in the. In yeah, the, we're not in the draft experts. Yeah, we're not draft. We're not experts. draft experts, and we don't know what you know what they're going to do. And I mean, a lot of it has to do with. That's why I brought up the salary cap at the beginning of this episode, or before we got into right, it. Right, right. Because if you have a, we, you, you want to be drafting from, from a position of want, not a position of need. If you need a quarterback, you don't want to be in that position in the draft. The other team in the division that has a quarterback problem is the Minnesota Vikings because Kirk Cousins' contract is up and he's had this soft tissue injury and he's older. And what I read this week is Atlanta, if Atlanta had their druthers, they would rather have Cousins than Justin Fields because that's the number one trade trade place right now for Justin is Atlanta. There's a lot of – so between the Vikings and the Bears – uh, it sounds like Cousins and Fields are the hot topic to go to Atlanta, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh has already kind of said we're not we're not going to take a free agent or trade. They, uh, so. New England. New England's a possibility. Uh, there's another one in there too, but uh, like it's it's just the media speculation, the media rumors. They just you know like uh, they're looking at com- they're looking at combine this week. And- Las, Las Vegas is another one that's in that in the trade yeah. rumors for those guys. So. Uh, but Bears, like getting back on the Bears, what do they need to draft? What are their needs? Um, so they're 12th overall defensively. They made some really awesome that uh, 12th, trades 12th in the overall. Of the year. 12th overall, but that was for the entire season. The last six weeks of the year, if you were to break it down, just the last six weeks, they were one of the oh, top. They're, they're one amazing. of the top three. Yeah. So okay. So just to just to put it into perspective, the 2022 season. Their defense was 29th overall. Right. So that's a that's a huge boost. Like so, that defense was the began the first half of 2023 because they right. didn't make a lot of changes. Right. Right. And then they brought in some like real firepower with like Montez Sweat, who and, played phenomenally. He was just you know, he, like, he just, was their defense is rocking right now, and I think they they're gonna probably everybody in the league. I don't care who you are. Is going to have to draft corners. Corners go down <laughs> all so the time. Fast. All the time. One thing I saw today, I read an article. Um, I forgot his name. The one of the D- Dolphins' defensive tackles doesn't want to stay. His contract is up, and they're not going to franchise him. And it's pretty much he's going to go on the market. I forgot his name, but he was one of their big stud tackles. Let me let me. There is a lot of uh, a lot of stuff like that happens, uh, probably because there's no no more incentives on his contract um, where he's, so he's, he's trying to renegotiate with another team. uh, Miami, we'll get into NFC or AFC East. I I guess that's next week's topic to believe because we're going around the compass, right? So AFC East next week, we'll talk about Miami more, but uh, you know that the bears were tied for the most interceptions in the league. Yes, I did know that. They, they were 20, 22 interceptions with San Francisco. Yeah. The only other team that had the most interceptions. Was it was it Raquan Davis or Christian Wilkins? I forgot which one, but one of those two. Chris, Christian Wilkins, I believe. Yeah, he doesn't want to be there anymore. His contract is up. If he's going to be a free agent, the Bears obviously have money to spend. You put him and Sweat on the same line, 
and that's going to cause havoc for a lot of players. So, yeah. Um, but I would like to. I, see, I would like to see. I would, you know, I'd, I'd like to see the Bears figure out a way to get Carl Crosby in a Bear uniform too. <laughs> that would be insane. Max Crosby, he's yeah. not going anywhere. Yeah, I know, but I there were there were some rumors mid season. I was like, ooh. <laughs> I'd love to see. I'd love to see him in another uniform because I think he could do some like serious damage. Yeah, he can. He's 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 just he's relentless. He's one of the most relentless defensive players I've seen in a long time. He just he never ever 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 stops. He's just he's so much fun to watch just from that position. Um, so the Minnesota. They got they they have Jefferson. He's going to be he's a great wide receiver. Their their running back position. They always did a running back by committee. I don't think that's going to be too bad. Their defense last year, I think, had struggles in stretches, but overall they weren't bad. It was a decent defense. Um, are we on to the are we on to the Vikings? Yeah, yeah, because we were. Oh, we, talk, did, we didn't finish off with the Bears. Oh, I'm so sorry. We 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 talked about their needs. Um, how about a possibility of a playoff run? I, I would like yeah. to see it. I really would. Um, I Okay, uh, I, honest, unbiased opinion. Honest, unbiased opinion. I think it's going to depend on who the quarterback is. I really do. Because okay. rookies, fair, so. rookies, unless you're C.J. Stroud, rookies often struggle. I think they, I, I think they missed the playoffs. I hate, I hate to say that. Mm-hmm, I just think mm-hmm. the division's too competitive this year. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, Super Bowl's definitely off the table. Oh, absolutely. Okay, we can move. We can definitely move on to the Vikings uh, next in line here. They are 16th overall in cap space. They have uh, $34.7 million. Only 3.5 of that is dead cap. And and uh, does that include any Cousins money or no? Did, are they pretty much going to have to draft a quarterback is what I'm getting at. I think they're going to have to draft somebody if they're going to get away from Kirk Cousins. Yeah, yeah. And, and so that's, they're they're middle of the league in cap space. It doesn't matter, right? They have they're gonna they're gonna wiggle around. Like this is only like initial salary. Right, cap. right. There's gonna there's, be there's gonna be some players cut, and that's gonna free up space. And they're gonna do other things and free up as much space as they can. And we'll yeah. find more uh, come ten days from now when the, the the actual new league year starts, and they can actually start making some moves. Because if they start getting rid of like trainers and people like that that frees up cap space too right right well what was their what was what was their defense ranked overall last year so i don't have do i have their defense let me see okay defensively they were i had them up here in front of me a minute ago i hate how they change everything after the the super bowl's over you can't quickly assess stats so I've got the defenses up in front of me. Um, let's have a look at... 16th overall is what I'm seeing. Yeah, middle of the road. Middle of the road. Um, uh, defensive average yards allowed was 333.2 per game. So. Yeah, so yards allowed. Yeah, they're about middle of the pack. Um, uh, touchdowns allowed was 38. No, no playoff numbers at all, obviously. No. No. Um, no. So they're 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 not great, but they're not bad. They'll get the job done on defense. So they do have a little bit of an issue. Um they have uh Daniel Hunter. 
um, on their team who is a free agent. He will be an unrestricted free agent. Uh, he's been with the team for, I believe, nine years. Um, he logged 16 and a half sacks last year, which is uh, a high for that team, to be honest. Um, are they going to pay him or is he going to go? That's a good question. Um, you know, he'd, he'd look, he'd fit in really good in Chicago. I'm just saying. Yeah. 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 But if, if I were him, I mean, this is a, this is an edge rusher. Uh, they're, they're sought after in the league, but the grass isn't always greener on the other side of the fence, you know, or the other stadium. It's definitely not as green as it is in Lambos all year round. Uh, looks uh, like but, looks like the Vi- the Vikings were two, four, six, eight, ten. They were rated ten on offense overall. Tenth on overall on offense. Not horrible. They were uh, fourth in rushing overall. So they they've got a good ground and pound game. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do. Um, so begs the question. Okay, what do they need? They need a quarterback. They but need what a quarterback. Else? I mean, everybody um, needs a quarterback unless you've got a stud like Mahomes. And they've got they've got a, they've got a, a couple of pretty good wide receivers. Maybe a tight end. They might need a tight end. Yeah, and they're going to need. They're probably going to need some defensive stability. They're going to need some young guys, and like every team, corners. Everybody needs corners. Minnesota's third down percentage was thirty-eight point one. Their fourth down percentage was fifty-eight. So they're just about a, you know. 500 when it comes to their, their first down stuff. Unfortunately, it's hard to talk about the Vikings until we find out what happens with Kirk. Yeah, yeah. It really you is. Know, he's, 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 their, he's kind of their linchpin, right? He is. He is. Um, I don't see any, none, none of these numbers are jumping off the board. Total, total can yardage. They, can for they the, make a playoff run this year if they I'd, keep Kirk? I doubt it. I, just because the you, you're, um, I, uh, Green Bay and Detroit are sitting there ahead of you, man. Yeah, and I think the Bears have a better chance of uh, going a little winning. deep, having a better record, maybe sneaking in as a wild yeah. card. Yeah, maybe a wild card, but I think they, I think they maybe pull off eight or nine wins this year, mm-hmm. uh, possibly ten, mm-hmm. uh, depending. That that this division's tough. This is a very tough division. Um, People don't give it credit. I like to call it the Norris Division of the NFL. Going back to a hockey thing. Remember the old Norris old, Division. Old, old hockey. Yeah. All right. Old hockey. Eh? <laughs> Old hockey, eh? We got the Hartford Whalers. You got the got the North Division. You got the Blackhawks. You got your Red Wings. You got your, your Penguins. <laughs> the old North Division of the NFL. That's the NFC North. Yeah. So people don't give this division as much credit because, I mean, historically. Oh, it's it's just the, been, historically it's been Green Bay, Green Bay, Green Bay, Green Bay, Green Bay, <laughs> with the, with a little Bears sprinkled in from well, and the, Minnesota in the eighties and Minnesota one year. Minnesota had that one year where yeah. they, you know. But yeah, the Lions were not competitive, which brings us to the number eighth ranked salary cap team, the Detroit Lions. I who think they're gonna they're gonna just keep rolling, man. Have fifty two million in salary cap space, and twenty three of that, or twenty three off the top of it, which brings fifty two, is dead cap. Their defense was ranked nineteenth. Last yes, year? so they need to spend some money, 
definitely need to spend some money on the defense, uh, either through draft or free agency, because their open field tackling was absolute oh, garbage. I, I saw and more arm tackles watching Detroit games than I did any other team in the NFL last year. We we watched those playoff games and we said, "Why didn't he touch him?" Yeah, like he, yeah. they didn't. They just their tackling was awful. And then you look at a team like San Francisco that you know made it to the Super Bowl and they're playing them and the guy gets a ball and you're swarmed by five, six guys. It's yeah. Like, but the lions, it was just like, they were playing ring around the Rosie, a do doe, like trying to like arm tackle that, these guys that, and they're that, just getting by. Yeah. It looked like their, their defense was playing flag football. It really did. Yeah. You it, know? Was um, it was awful. But conversely, their, their offense is third overall in the league. Yeah. So I'm not really concerned about their offense. I'd like to see them uh, maybe grab a complimentary tight end in this draft to help Sam Laporta out because I think that guy worked way too hard. Oh, but man, he did what he did what he was supposed to do, though. Laporta was fun to watch. He really was. Yeah, but I mean, if they go with that two tight end package and they get somebody that compliments Sam Laporta and they have like a awesome tandem tight end duo i think they can do a lot more damage on offense but their defense definitely needs some bolstering and that's going to come down to well i mean they need corners too uh they had corner issues last year uh everybody needs corners i don't even know why i keep saying it like corners are, are they're important wor- they're, they're worth their weight in gold they really are because you just and apparently in this draft we're gonna see a white corner for the first time yeah so it's just it's like historical it's like what like apparently there's there's been no white corners in the league so that's uh yeah just but, shocking to me yeah, because but, i never even thought of it like that yeah but there's there's been a few safeties that have, have doubled down on stuff like that john lynch comes to mind you know fair enough but i was just like i never really thought of it like that they're you know it's like oh you know i look at the name on the jersey and how good he does in in that uniform and i'm just like okay cool and <laughs> You know, half the time they're wearing a tinted visor, so you can't tell what color they are to begin with. So yeah, I don't, the fact that yeah. somebody said that and said there's a white corner in, in the in this year's draft, I was just like, okay, so? And they're like, yeah, we've never seen one. Like, <laughs> huh? Yeah, not since Bronco Nagurski was on the field did we see a white cornerback. <laughs> it's just crazy. So, yeah, I'd like to see who gets that guy. Uh, just because he's, he, you know, he's historical all of a sudden. So yeah, um, D- Detroit's going to have to address defense and uh, what, their what, defense needs a big, what was the, big, what, what, big, how much cap uh, space do they have? They got 52 million. So they're not really big. They're really not going to be able to do much through free agency on this. They're going to have to draft and develop. Uh, it's hard to say they're eighth in the league, like in cap space. So, I mean, 52, like they've got more room than anybody else. Well, that, and they played so well last year, and they're gonna. They're probably going to play well again this year. They might be able to, to attract somebody who just, like on a one- or two-year deal, just wants a ring. You know, an older guy who's who's can still produce, oh, but he's on – he's on Like a Vaughn Miller situation? Right, right, something like that, where he comes in and gives him two years, he gives you a bump, and he gets you over that hump, and you get to the Super Bowl. I can see something like that happening, too. So – We've addressed their needs. Um, are they making the playoffs? I think a hundred percent. Yes, I, I think yeah. they win the. I think they win the division. Un- unless they they do what Detroit has done historically, I I agree with you hundred percent. Yeah, I think they win the division. Uh, but Super I think Bowl, it's going to be. I think it's going to be. A, I think it's going to be a very close one too between them and Green Bay. So that brings us to the twentieth ranked salary cap people. 
uh, franchise, and that's the Packers. They only have $13.6 million to wiggle with because uh, 15 of it's dead cap. Yeah, and I think I think a big chunk of that 15 is Aaron Rodgers. Yes. You know. I think it's all of it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, their, their, their defense was ranked below the Vikings. Their defense was ranked 17th, and their offense was ranked 11th. So they're big fans of this uh, whole youthful young player, youngest player, um, youngest team in the league, right? Uh, I mean, who, who told you that? <laughs> I, I, you know, I think I think it was Tony Romo. I think it was Greg, uh, Greg, what's his name? Greg, Greg, Gabriel, and and Greg Olson. And I think I think Al Michaels might have mentioned it once or twice. I heard Kirk Herbstreet might have mentioned it once or twice. It's, it was awful the amount that they I, said that. You know, Chris Collinsworth I think said it 137 times in one game. Yeah, in in, in the in the first half of that game. Like now, there's a guy that uh, has the youngest uh, team in the league there's overall. They're guy. only 26 and a half uh, years of age and 14 months and two days and three hours. They gave up. The Packers gave up 335 points for the year. Um, I think the big deal with them is their offense. Uh, Jordan Love, um, as you said earlier in this episode, um, sat on the bench behind. You know. One of the greats. Yeah, and, and his his and first, the first two or three games, he 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 didn't look uncomfortable, but he didn't look as comfortable as he did at the end of the season. At the end of the season, he was completely locked in and zoned in and hitting his targets. Well, when they did throw him in because they they had to give him some reps um, when Aaron was still on the team, he didn't look good, and there the media was all Jordan loves a bust. Right. Right. And, yeah. And now that and now that you know the, the the shadow is gone and he's not living in somebody's shadow anymore, and he got some reps in and he got more comfortable with the team because he's QB one. Right, right. He's getting all those practice reps in and he's knowing his guys better and he's actually building a bond with them. Right, getting that chemistry oh, ho- working pretty well. Holy moly! Wow, <laughs> look what can happen when you build. And I mean, their playoff run was scary. Teams didn't want to play him at the end there. No, you didn't want to face the, the Packers because well, you what, didn't know. What they did to the Cowboys was, well, it was just wow. But let's let's face it, though. It was fun to watch the Cowboys go down. <laughs> oh, oh, we all. Everybody, everybody but the Cowboys fans enjoyed that one. But, yeah, it was just, yeah, it was fucking wild to see this. And then, uh, so they need some love. <laughs> no, they don't. Not, not, not under center, but uh, they definitely need to address some of their uh, offensive needs. Um, they have they have weapons, and Love can extend a play, but I think they really need to spend some money on some tight ends. Tight ends and maybe a wide receiver, because let's face it, that ground game is pretty pretty dialed in. They got the ground game figured out. Yeah, they, he doesn't have anybody. He doesn't have any outlets. That's the biggest problem. He needs wide receivers yeah. and tight ends, and their defense isn't horrible. It's middle of the road. And what but, what he what he needs receiver wise, if not a tight end. You need that possession guy that you know is always going to get the ball. You know, there's there's every team has doesn't have every team needs that one guy that no matter what, if you give him a 50-50 ball, he's coming down with it. He's a possession receiver. That's what they need is that 50-50 guy. Yeah, they need a Justin Jefferson or a Randy Moss type guy. Yeah, yeah. Little Mike Evans, even though Mike Evans didn't, uh, he had a little bit of the dropsies last season. Evans, I, I saw an article this week too that he he wants to stay. If they can work it out, he wants to stay in, in Tampa. So you know, why would you? Why would you want to? 
why would you want to end your career with any other team? Like, well, he's been he's been with Tampa for ten years. Yeah, yeah. He's, why he's would you want to go anywhere else? A little long in the tooth. Shelf life isn't like, you know, it's a it's a hard job. Like ten years in the league is 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 pretty much shelf life for I, a player. I, I, I know I know Philadelphia was interested in him, but could they make it work? Is the is the question? But he he you know the, he kind of made a statement that I'm happy where I am and I want to finish my career here in, in Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's just a matter of, um, you know, numbers, I guess, and agents talking to lawyers and stuff and uh, all that garbage. So that what's goes your? Along uh, with. So what? How do you see the the NFC North, the the Norris division playing out? You said you yeah. see you see the the Detroit Lions I, winning I, the division. I see the Lions. I see the Lions winning out. Um, because honestly, if a draft doesn't happen and a free agency doesn't happen, and we just have these teams again. Uh, the Lions are the best put together team right now. They're the most complete you, team, yeah. They're they're the most complete, and you've got like the guy, the coach who has to like you know have a have a big Mack truck carry his balls around for him. So you know they like to gamble. Well, thank goodness they're in Detroit because there's big trucks up there. They make them in yeah. Detroit, so I mean, you know they make them in Detroit. So, yeah, you know. so he's he's got he's got plenty of plenty of power to carry those things around up there. Yeah, so I think I think the Lions are one. Packers will finish two. I think it's going to uh, be a close. I think it's going to be a close two, though. It's going. To, I, I think it'll be. I bet it's like a one game separation between the two at the end of the season. It'll be a. It'll be a one game or a tiebreaker situation. Mm-hmm. It'll be stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, Bears, I believe, are in third position. I think they're building, and they could sneak into a wild card. They might be. I think the. I think the Bears are going to be on the pack's tail. They're going to be – it could go anyway, but I think the Vikings are dead last in that division. Uh, the Bears – I uh, because that's my team and this is my division. Um, the Bears need to get over that Green Bay hump. They can't – the last – the last basically since Lovey Smith left, they can't beat Green Bay. They and, need two wins. They need two wins against Green Bay next yeah. season. Yeah, and, and even, even Lovey – he didn't win all of them. I think his winning percentage against Green Bay was like forty percent. So Green Bay was still winning six out of ten. You know, yeah, they need to make a st- they need to make a statement against the pack and just say, hey, even if it's just for one season, and beat them twice in one season and just be like, just to give them some confidence. Right. Back. I th- I think getting over that Green Bay hump is would be huge if they can do it. And it's going to come down to you know who's under center. I really believe because as a, as we know, everybody who watches the league knows. Rookie QBs often struggle, and they're not all C.J. Stroud. Most of them are, are, you know. I don't think that we have a C.J. Stroud caliber player in this draft as a QB. Now, I'm not saying that as a skill, like a skilled position, but C.J. Stroud knows that he's good, but also knows that he's not good without his team around him. Right, right. He needs the and he's tools. He's very humble yeah. and he's very uh, flattering to the rest of his team. The QBs that are in this draft class seem very egotistical. Um, I saw an interview with Caleb Williams, and he he didn't come across as having a, a terribly huge ego. Um, I wonder because we you've read you've probably read the same news reports I have. It sounds like his sounds like his dad is behind the scenes causing some and, havoc, and that, that's giving Caleb a bad a bad reputation. Is is yeah. is possible? That's a possibility. 
like the Patrick Mahomes senior situation and right. all the shit that that Pat's had to deal with with his stupid brother and right, yeah, his, his wife chirping on Twitter and oh, it was funny. It, it was funny because it, it, yeah, it was funny because at one point in time his wife didn't like Taylor and now they're best friends. So you know, yeah, it's but funny I, how the tides change. But I, the, the the one of the rumors that I've read is that his dad is going to teams that are possibly going to draft and wanting ownership stakes. And there's a there's a rule in the league bylaws, players cannot have ownership stakes until after they're done playing. Yeah, we're still seeing that with uh, Tommy Terrific. He right. still doesn't have his piece of uh, the Raiders because uh, there's some red tape. Right. Plus, he sh- showed up on an MGM bet MGM commercial with uh, uh, Jamie Foxx. So right, uh, yeah. Par- apparently, if you have any stake in the league, you can't have any stake in gambling. No, none at all. Uh, they, they want, they want, they the league wants really good, clear, delineated separation of of church and state when it comes to gambling in the league. But then again, they put a stadium in Las Vegas, so go figure. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that pretty much sums up my look at um, the NFC North. You think uh, you? Do you see any different positions for these teams, or do you think that's pretty, pretty I think, safe? I think it's pretty safe, and and I, I really – I can see – I mean, I, I believe it'll be the Lions, but I would not be shocked if Green, it was Green Bay again. Yeah, it could be a it could be a, a checkered flag finish with these two teams, the way that they're uh, – They're pretty especially even. Especially the way they played in the, the playoffs. Yeah, like. yeah, and they're pretty evenly matched all the way around. I, I think it's going to boil down to who does a better job of drafting and developing this year. And historically, that has been Green Bay. Yes. So and I mean, they're they're always hunting for another Lombardi, right? Well, Guntakust is doing a pretty 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 fair job up there. <laughs> so that sums up our look at the NFC or NFC North this week. So we're going to look at AFC East. We just turn the compass back to the American Football League. Um, and and that that would be that next, would, next week. So we're probably going to have a couple of conversations about one Aaron Rodgers, if that's the case. Oh, there's that, there's a lot going on. We've got Patriots, Jets, Miami Dolphins, Bills, you know, Buffalo the, Bills. Bills. Like, yeah. There's a lot going on in that division, which is you know it's probably going to be a competitive division next year. Yeah. But we'll uh, we'll talk about them next week. Anything in the news that we need to discuss other than? Uh, Combine? Not, not, com- yeah. It's all been combined this week. Well, that yeah, it's the it's the league's annual. Um, let's oogle young boys in tight shirts time of season. I, it it drives me crazy. It's like who can run the fastest forty, right? It's just like oh okay. It's one just, I don't one, know. One thing that came out this week as they were talking, and it only came out because of Caleb Williams. Um, I was not aware of this. I'm not surprised by it though. For example, a team or a, a, a player enters the draft and he's going to be, let's say, a top 10 draft pick. Any team that wants to can send their physician and give him a physical. So Caleb Williams stepped out of that, that loop because he didn't want to go through 32 different physicals. I like that. I, I like that he did that. I, I, I do mean, too. I do too. And I think the league, if, if, if that is accurate, which it sounds like it is, I think the league should transition to one – physician or physical protocol 
and all the teams get access to the information. But rather than putting them through these, because these aren't just like checking your heart beating your pulse. They've got them jumping. They've got them running. They've got them cutting corners. They've got them throwing. You know, they want to see a whole range of motion from these guys. And I wouldn't want to do that 32 times. No. You know, so the league, if the league should probably consider a way to come up with just one set of drills and one set of physician notes and every team gets access to that information. And I think it's fair. Get an unbiased physician in there that he's like the official league physician for, 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 for the rookies. And that's all he does is they go through this with everybody who declares for the draft because you've got time. Let's face it. Most of these guys, when they when they declare, it's it's, you know, October, November, December, January, February, you've got time before the draft to get all those guys through a physical process and, and get these reports in the hands of the teams and let them decide. And, and because when, when I heard that, I was like, I'm not surprised, but oh my God, that sounds like a major pain in the ass. Yeah. I, I understand that the quarterbacks did not want to go because of the, because of that issue. Now, why not get an NFL health commissioner or somebody like that that oversees right. one time right. or two times if need be, if there needs to be like if a specialist if, if, if there's a question, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, you know, somebody, you, somebody that's uh, like that sports uh, um, YouTube uh, medic guy. That oh, yeah, keeps yeah. Sending me, yeah. I can't remember his name. Sorry. It's just skip my, my brain. Yeah, he's an orthopedist and he just breaks yeah, down he, injuries and he does a really injuries, good job. So, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, would, if you get like a couple specialists on on a panel and have like one main dude who's like the the general practitioner guy that like does all the tests, or even even if it's just players you think is go, are going to go in the first round, just just those guys don't have to go through everything else. Something like that wouldn't bother me, but it sounds like something has to change in the way physicals are performed in the league before the draft. Well, the the, the league is so big on safety now. Right, right, and and you're you're exposing these guys to 32 different options when when the the turf could grab his cleat and he tears his ACL, you know. So we were talking about safety and kicks, the kickoff. We think that we talk about this like every second or if not every episode in one portion or another. That Terry and I believe it's going to go away. It's going to go away. It's going to go away. Well, um, the league is looking at discussing another thing regarding kicks what's that the onside kick rule oh they they do that all the time though yeah so uh if the kickoff team declares they're attempting an onside kick they potentially could be allowed to utilize an unbalanced six by four formation do they um i was not aware that they had to inform the officials they were going to attempt an onside kick they under the new rule (laughs) Under the new rule, um, the onside kick attempt would only be allowed if the team is trailing in the fourth quarter and it would require them to declare in advance huh. if this rule goes through. So so like we saw with the, with the New Orleans Saints when they were in the last Super Bowl they were in, when they did the off, onside kick right off the bat, that's still cool. Yeah, that's still cool right now. The other thing I know um, the league is looking to get rid of is that hip drop tackle because it causes yeah. so many ankle and knee injuries. A lot of lower lower leg issues with that. So, but how do you? I mean, you've, you've already you you turn no more. You can't spear with your helmet anymore. That's that's too dangerous. 
No more leading with your head. That's too dangerous. No more tackling above the waist. That's too dangerous. Now they're going to say, well, the hip drop is too dangerous. Um, I, I know what the what the um, argument's going to be from the hardcore old school guys. Why don't we just make it flag football? You're taking all the fun out of the game. But you're, you're saving injuries, and let's face it, like not this past year, 2023, but 2022, remember what happened to Patrick Mahomes going into the playoffs. He had a hip drop, and it really messed up his ankle, and he struggled throughout that, that playoff run because of it. Still won. Still won, but, you know, it's – that's because there hasn't been a holding call called on the Kansas City Chiefs line in, in the in, in the last three seasons during the playoffs, which is a little suspect. <laughs> uh, other news is uh, 49ers are going to promote Nick Sorensen as their new defensive coordinator after their firing a couple weeks ago. That was a that was an odd dismissal. I guess they just had to have a scapegoat. Yeah, and. Uh... Everything else is combined. Patriots released J.C. Jackson for the second time. Um, speaking of cornerbacks, well, they're they're going to release uh, Mac Jones too. It sounds like so. They're, I mean, it's a whole new it's a whole new coaching staff and regime yeah, in there right yeah. now. So and, I'm I'm surprised they're going to walk away with anybody at and, the end of the. And and your boy Mac, I'm sorry, he was a dirty player. He, I saw, he wasn't my boy. Yeah, I. Uh-huh. I, I saw a lot of a lot of questionable after the whistle activity out of Mac Jones. Man, he was a dirty player. I uh, unfortunately, it's probably the only quarterback out of Patriots history that I completely disliked. Um, his like hissy fits after the whistle made him look like a, a child on the grocery store floor that couldn't get a chocolate bar. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from his mommy, uh, just it was it was. I'm sorry, I just can't get behind that kind of sportsmanship on the field oh i agree um i agree you know suck it up like i lost respect for mahomes when he got all mad about the whole uh oh, the, bu- the end of the buffalo game yeah where his player was offside and he's yelling at the refs and he's called you could read his lips and i was well, just like whoa 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 patrick and, and 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 he went to shake uh what's his name the quarterback for the bills hands and he didn't say hey good game he was bitching about the call yeah, Josh. He said to Josh Allen, he's just like, "Oh, that was a bullshit caller. I couldn't believe that call." Blah blah blah. Yeah, I mean, he didn't say, "Hey, good game, buddy." Yeah, yeah, and 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 they're supposed to be so buddy. I, they're supposed to be tight. You know, they're supposed to be get along I, pretty well. So that, that I lose a lot of respect for for players that do that. And Mac Jones just kind of did that every game. So that's having the, him having him released from the Patriots is just uh, it's just a good thing for us. As a Bears fan, we saw that often because Rodgers is terrible about it. He is really bad about. You know, that call didn't go my way, and he's yelling Screaming at the refs. Screaming at the refs yeah. for a, a pass interference or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was really bad about hit. that. Yeah. yeah. You know, all right, so that's, that's, I think that's it, right? Uh, Yeah, that's that's pretty much it for this week. Next week we look at, as I said, AFC East, and uh, I'm excited to dive into that division a little bit because uh, all those teams have almost no cap space. <laughs> Except the Patriots. Patriots are not. Act, Patriots are actually number one in the league in cap space. But look how they played, and you'll understand why. They've got no cap space. Well, that's that's it for us for today. It's uh, I don't know about you, Adam, but here today it's it's seventy degrees Fahrenheit. It's uh, it is. Oh, yeah, it, we it, got a warm it, one here. It's like yeah, it's twenty two degrees Celsius. So. Get out and do. Get something. out and do something. Go enjoy the day. Uh, for my broadcast partner, the ever ever effervescent and amicable and amiable and and just an all-around good guy, 
And anything that starts with A. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe, maybe not everything. Well, no. You know, I'll steer away from the asshole stuff. <laughs> How can we get a hold of you, Adam? Uh, you know what? I made things a little easier for both of us. Um, you can just click on the uh, link in the description, which leads to all of the places you can get a hold of us. Uh, it's just a link tree uh, straight off the couch if you've got that uh, little thing going on in your phone. Um, you can hit us up in email, Facebook, uh, both of us on X or Twitter or the Tweet Deck or whatever they're calling it this week. Uh, everything's right there in the description for you guys to get a hold of us. So thank you for listening to uh, another great episode of Straight Off the Couch. We will be sure to come back and do this again next week. All right, boys and girls. Be safe. God bless. Thank you one and all. Talk to you later. Kids across the aisle are setting off fireworks. I didn't hear anything. No, I didn't either, but...